Welcome to episode 26 of Ask the Grounding Experts, where our experts from ENS Grounding Solutions answer your engineering questions about the world of grounding and earthing. Today, we bring you part two of a five-part series answering the question, what are the four lightning scenarios that cause problems? Can you feel the electricity in the air? Here's David. All right, so thanks for joining us today. This is part two of our five-part series on the four lightning strike scenarios and how to resolve them. Um, part one, just a reminder, was an air-to-air -air strike, which is your most likely damage scenario. Is a cloud-to-cloud, -cloud, you know, a strike going across the sky and the electromagnetic fields forming into your building, causing currents to flow and magnetic fields to form and damaging equipment in the process. Uh, our second scenario, which we're going to discuss today, is a nearby ground strike. So the lightning comes down, hits the earth, or it comes up from the earth, uh, what they call positive and negative lightning. In either case, it hits the ground, electricity, a uh, wave of electrons form, and they go across the earth like dropping a pebble into water. Some people call it a ripple or a wave, and it goes across. And that edge of that, as it hits your building, hits the steel rebar in your foundation and does the, basically the same thing we see in our air-to-air -air strike. The current comes up, you get not only uh, 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 your capacitive and electric fields that form, but you get a direct coupling, the resistive coupling, as it comes straight up into the steel, travels across the steel, goes through the overheads, on its way back out the other side. So you imagine it might hit the northwest corner and head out the southeast corner of your building, uh, traveling through the steel the entire way. And again, a reminder, I know we've said this a bajillion times, but we'll probably say it a bajillion more times, right? Copper is 12 to 17 times more conductive than steel and somewhere between 250 to 6,000 times less magnetic. And in fact, it is diamagnetic. So it helps to actually collapse magnetic fields. So the copper is somewhere, steel is only about 3 to 12% as effective at, uh, travel, at uh, uh, moving electrons through it as copper is. So um, the magnetic fields of steel actually has to form these gigantic magnetic fields. So the wave of electricity comes across, hits the edge of your building. As it travels through, a counter current has to happen magnetic fields have to form from one end to the other as one end is forming the other side's collapsing and reforming and you get these magnetic fields both your uh, capacitive and electric fields are forming but you also have that direct coupling of current coming straight up in through your steel uh, structures footings and piers and coming up your building and back down and that coupling uh, forms magnetic fields, which then starts inducing down into your grounding systems, your CAT6 cables, your equipment grounding conductors, your computers, and everything else in between. And that current starts flowing because it's trying to balance those voltages like water in a tank, right? It's trying to get equilibrium. And it does that, but in this case, through your CAT6 and CAT5 lines, through your computer systems, through your equipment grounding conductors, causing damage and destroying stuff in the process. And that can take time. Uh, and the, the, the wave may have passed by in a f fractions of a second, but it, that 
time for those fields to form and time for them to collapse can take many, many seconds before that event is over with. So something that only took a fraction of a second could take uh, many tens of seconds to actually get out of your system. Uh, as it's trying to find, again, all these currents are just trying to find a, a, an atom to get back on orbit. Where do we have a lot of atoms? In the Earth. So ultimately it all goes to ground and gets sucked up by some atom somewhere and, and goes on its merry way, leaving your site at some point many, many seconds later, free of the hazards, but in the process it's damaged tons of equipment. So in conclusion, our second most likely event to occur to us is a nearby ground strike. Energy hits the Earth. That wave or ripple travels across the Earth, hits our building, causing all kinds of damage. Uh, and that is our, four, what, our second part of our five-part series. And part five will tell you how to fix all those. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube, please make sure you hit like, uh, leave a note in the bottom. If you're listening to us on a podcast, uh, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. Uh, you can always go to our website, esgrounding.com. Uh, send us a note, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. See you soon. Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please give us a rating, share with a friend, and leave us a comment. We love to hear from our listeners. If you would like to learn more about the amazing world of electrical engineering and grounding, or would like to sign up for some of our world-renowned online training courses, please visit us at esgrounding.com. That's E as in Edward, S as in Sam, grounding.com. If you have a question that you would like our experts to answer, please post it on our blog, which you'll find on our website homepage. Or you can shoot us an email at asktheexperts at esgrounding.com. We'll see you next time.